0: The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. 25 Ways to Improve Your Insulin Sensitivity Insulin does a lot of important things for us. It pulls glucose from the blood and fritters it away into our cells to be burned for energy or stored as glycogen. It prevents hyperglycemic toxicity to neurons, pancreatic cells, the arterial walls, and the generation of excessive levels of reactive oxygen species. It even promotes muscle protein synthesis and helps augment muscular hypertrophy, especially following resistance training. Clearly, we need insulin. Without it, we'd die, as type 1 diabetics readily do without an exogenous source. But insulin has other effects, like inhibiting the breakdown of body fat into free fatty acids for energy production. Although locking fatty acids into body fat sounds terrible, it isn't evidence of insulin being malicious. Lipolysis is temporarily blunted so that we can burn or sequester the glucose coming in. Once the glucose is handled, lipolysis resumes. We oscillate between fat burning and glucose burning, seamlessly switching fuel sources when needed. Sure, we're not burning any fat when insulin is elevated, but once our insulin levels normalize, we'll be back on track. When you're insulin sensitive, this is pretty much how it works. You secrete enough insulin to get the job done, but not so much that you gain weight and stop burning fat. What if a person secretes too much insulin in response to a glucose load? What if, for whatever reason, and there are dozens of possible culprits, a person's cells are resistant to the effects of insulin? What if, to remove the same amount of glucose from the blood, a person secretes twice or thrice the amount of insulin? What happens when insulin stays elevated? lipolysis is inhibited to an even greater degree. Body fat becomes even harder to burn. Susceptible brain, artery, and pancreatic cells are exposed to higher levels of blood sugar for longer. Muscle protein synthesis falls off a cliff. Glycogen is replenished at a diminished rate. And if cells are already full of glycogen and there's nowhere else to put the glucose, it converts to fat for storage. Obviously, we don't want to be insulin resistant. We want to be insulin sensitive. But how do we do it? Number one, lift weights. Lifting heavy things, particularly with great intensity, improves insulin sensitivity by an interesting mechanism. Non-insulin-dependent glucose uptake happens immediately after a workout, which allows your muscles to replenish glycogen without insulin. According to some researchers, the effect of exercise is similar to the action of insulin on glucose uptake. I'd say not having to secrete any insulin makes you effectively insulin-sensitive. Number two, run sprint intervals, or bike, swim, or row. An overloaded, energy-replete cell is an insulin-resistant cell. An empty, starving cell is an insulin-sensitive cell. Any exercise that burns glycogen and leaves your muscles empty and gaping for more will necessarily increase insulin sensitivity. I can't think of a faster way to burn through your glycogen than with a high-intensity interval training session. Hill sprints or rower sprints are sufficiently intense and comprehensive. Number 3. Do CrossFit or similar full-body, high-volume, high-intensity training. Glycogen depletion occurs locally. High rep leg presses will deplete leg muscle glycogen, but they won't touch glycogen in your arms, chest, and back. To fully deplete all the glycogen, you need to do full body movements. CrossFit wads and other similar Metcon workouts that have you doing pull-ups, squats, sprints, push-ups, box jumps, and other compound movements at high volume in the same workout and with minimal rest will drain your glycogen stores and reduce the amount of insulin you need to replenish them. Number 4. Train at Altitude a recent study found that altitude hiking at 4,500 meters improved glucose tolerance and insulin sensitivity. This isn't feasible for everyone. 4,500 meters is really quite high and not everyone lives near a suitable mountain. And some people just aren't ready to climb a mountain and hike around. In the study, some participants with low DHEAS levels didn't get the benefits. But it's one way to improve it. Just Google around to see if any local hikes reach those heights. Number five, train fasted. While training of any kind promotes better insulin sensitivity, training in the fasted state enhances this effect. One study found that relatively high-intensity cardio performed while fasted increased subjects' insulin sensitivity beyond the group who did the same training after a carb meal, even in the context of a normally obesogenic, high-fat, high-carb diet. Number 6. Go for a walk As you know from listening to this podcast, a simple walk can be quite powerful, particularly if you string them together to form a daily walking habit. A walk is good for glucose control after meals, but regular walking can have impressive effects on insulin sensitivity. Whether it's obese Japanese men or obese women, making walking a regular occurrence will help. Number seven never stop exercising. I don't mean take no breaks. I mean stay active for life. In a recent paper, both sprinters aged 20 to 90 years old and endurance athletes aged 20 to 80 years old had far better insulin sensitivity than sedentary controls. And get this, insulin sensitivity didn't decrease with age in the two active groups. Even the 90-year-old sprinter retained good insulin sensitivity. The sedentary controls, well, not so much. Number 8. Eat cinnamon Although cinnamon isn't always effective against insulin resistance, it can reliably attenuate the insulin resistance resulting from sleep loss. Plus, cinnamon is delicious, so there's that. Number nine, sprinkle some vinegar on your food. Next time you plan on eating a high carb meal, have a salad with a vinegar based dressing beforehand. Vinegar has been shown to increase insulin sensitivity in response to a carb rich meal in type 2 diabetics. Number 10, get more magnesium. Magnesium figures into hundreds of processes, many of which concern glucose disposal and insulin sensitivity. My favorite sources are leafy greens like spinach, nuts, seeds, dark chocolate, and halibut. If you hate spinach, nuts, fish, and chocolate, what's wrong with you? And other magnesium-rich foods, oral supplementation of magnesium also works pretty well. Number 11. Drink mineral water. Mineral water, good high mineral content water, is rich in minerals commonly associated with insulin sensitivity like magnesium. So it's no surprise that high sodium bicarbonate mineral waters have been shown to increase insulin sensitivity in postmenopausal women and post-surgery breast cancer patients. Number 12. Drink tea. Green tea lowers insulin resistance in subjects with type 2 diabetes. er tea and fermented black tea with a distinct and strong taste also ameliorates insulin resistance. Gallic acid, an antioxidant compound found in tea leaves, also improves insulin sensitivity. Across the board, tea improves insulin sensitivity. Number 13. Lose weight. Since insulin resistance is often the body's response to energy excess, too much energy in, losing weight, increasing energy out, improves insulin sensitivity. Losing abdominal fat is particularly effective for increasing insulin sensitivity. Number 14. Go low carb, but not too low carb. <laughs> huh? Huh? Isn't low-carb the greatest and most effective path to insulin sensitivity? Partly because it's often the easiest way to lose weight, low-carb eating can and usually does improve insulin sensitivity. But when you go very low-carb, low enough to start relying primarily on ketones and free fatty acids for energy, your peripheral tissues enter an insulin-resistant state to preserve glucose for the parts of the brain that require it. This is normal, and as long as you don't try to eat a high-fat, high-carb diet, this physiological insulin resistance should pose no harm. Number 15. Meditate Maybe it's the quieting of the sympathetic nervous system, the fight-or-flight stress pathway. Maybe brief glimpses of Bodhi reduce the amount of insulin required to dispose of glucose. Whatever's going on, meditation improves insulin sensitivity. Well, successful meditation does. I've personally never had much luck with it. Number 16. Go hug someone you love. Okay, so maybe the researchers didn't prescribe bear hugs to improve insulin sensitivity in overweight subjects. Maybe they used intranasal oxytocin. But oxytocin is what we secrete in response to positive social interactions like sex, good conversation, dinner parties, breastfeeding, and yes, hugs. Number 17, get adequate sleep. Now, if you're coming from a place of already adequate sleep, getting even more adequate sleep isn't going to help your insulin sensitivity. It is the absence of adequate sleep that destroys insulin sensitivity. By sleeping well, you're restoring what was lost. Number 18. Eat colorful and bitter plant foods. Color and bitterness implies phytonutrients, the intangible plant compounds that don't show up in standard nutrient databases but play huge roles in human health. Many, perhaps most, rich food sources of phytonutrients improve insulin sensitivity, like blueberries, strawberries, purple sweet potatoes, broccoli sprouts, and dark chocolate. Even in healthy folks. Number 19. Eat pungent fermented food from Asian cuisines. I've been telling you guys to get on this stuff for a while now. No more messing around, eh? A natto breakfast made from sticky, stinky fermented soybeans improves insulin sensitivity. Long fermented kimchi also improves it. Fresh kimchi does too, but not as much as the sour stuff. Number 20. Go Paleo (laughs) or Primal In controlled trials, the Paleolithic diet consistently improves insulin sensitivity in human subjects, besting even that critical darling of seemingly every mainstream health expert, the Mediterranean diet. Number 21. Cook with ginger and garlic. Cook with ginger and garlic because they're delicious. Cook with ginger and garlic because many dishes require their inclusion. But... Also cook with ginger and garlic because both can improve insulin sensitivity. Ginger helped type 2 diabetics regain insulin sensitivity and glucose tolerance. Garlic helped fructose-fed rats do the same. Use turmeric. I love turmeric for its taste and pharmacological profile. I've outlined turmeric's effects in the past, so it should come as no surprise to learn that it is a potent insulin sensitizer. Be sure to include some black pepper when you cook with it to increase the bioavailability. Number 23. Get some vitamin K2 through food or supplements. In a 2011 controlled trial, vitamin K2 supplementation improved insulin sensitivity. Maybe that's partly why Natto improved it in the breakfast study mentioned previously. It's the richest source of K2 around. Other likely sources of vitamin K2 include goose and chicken liver, aged cheeses, especially gouda, grass-fed butter, pastured eggs, and fermented milk. Number 24. Reduce refined sugar intake. Some would say reduce all sugar intake. That's a mistake because it eliminates many colorful fruits and berries, most of which have either a neutral or beneficial effect on insulin sensitivity. But by most accounts, eating excessive amounts of refined sugar, and perhaps even moderate amounts, can reduce insulin sensitivity. And excessive is relative, of course. Highly active individuals with room to spare in their glycogen compartments have more leeway. I still do sugar in my coffee, and I'll have a bite or two of dessert if someone else orders it at a dinner. Number 25. Eat liver and oysters once a week. Ruminant liver and oysters are some of the best sources of copper and zinc, two minerals that play essential roles in maintenance of insulin sensitivity. Serum zinc and copper have inverse relationships to insulin resistance, and increases in zinc status match up well with improvements to insulin sensitivity. If you absolutely hate these foods, you can certainly find zinc and copper elsewhere. These are just the quickest ways to obtain them, plus other important nutrients. Now, this isn't an exhaustive list. There are probably other ways to improve insulin sensitivity outlined in the literature, and still others yet to be discovered. But this is a good start that should keep you busy for a good long while. Now, let's hear from you guys. What did I miss that should be included? What shouldn't be included? What's worked for you? What didn't that everyone said would? Thanks for listening. Hey, Primal listeners. Here's a quick health tip for you. Most Primal Paleo-oriented health professionals agree that supplementing with pharmaceutical-grade fish oil is an way to help you achieve peak health. Omega-3s support a healthy immune system, pain-free flexible joints, brain and nerve health, and serve as nature's anti-inflammatory fats that can help keep chronic inflammation in check. Primal Nutrition's Vital Omegas are the highest quality source of the essential fatty acids DHA and EPA, concentrated and refined to the highest levels of purity, and packaged in easy-to-swallow capsules. Order three bottles and get one free at PrimalBlueprint.com.